Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy, a bonus episode, kind of, if you will, a little extra, a little special. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your co-hosts, Carmen, and it is a beautiful, uh, not 3 a.m. night, it is exactly 1.13 p.m. Central Time, United States, America. 2.13 p.m.? Yes. Good time. In Eastern time. (laughs) Uh, And it's a beautiful day to podcast. Hello. Uh, Surprise. Surprise. It's a second episode this week. Happy Friday in your time. Happy Friday in your time. Uh, You know, this worked out really great now that I have Mm -hmm. no job. Okay. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Also, that's another surprise. Surprise. Uh, So we are living solely on Patreon subscriptions now. That's the only way that I'm going to be able to make <laughs> my monthly rent or my mortgage, not a rent. It's a mortgage. It's the only way to feed, feed the baby. <laughs> yep. Feed the baby, the cat and the dog. And then Jessica can starve and fend for herself. She's a, she's a natural hunter gatherer. by, oh, by trade. Sure. Yeah. She could kill a bear. She could hunter and gather these nuts. Well, I hated that. Um, okay, <laughs> so super excited to get into the back half of a three-part episode. Got lots to talk about. Lots of things happened. Yeah, and it's this uh, good, was good stuff. Way more intensive an episode than I imagined it was going to be. Um, I think at the end of last episode, I specifically said, "What? What was Sorry, that?" The freaking Alexa just started talking to me. Oh, oh shut up, Alexa! Wants. Scared the shit uh, out of me. This episode, I if you listen to the last one, uh, I think one of my predictions was what could possibly happen, and everything it just happened. <laughs> everything a lot of in the fucking world just happened. A so let's talk about it. Things. But before we do that, what should people do, Kelsey, if they have like you know thirty seconds of their time, like right now, to do something? If you could like Venmo me fifty dollars, I'd really appreciate it. My and what else, is. what else non-Venmo uh, related could they do? <laughs> Send you some um, eggnog. If you have ugh, some time, I hate eggnog, mail so Kelsey much. eggnog. Please don't yeah. do <laughs> um, Follow us on the social meds. Uh, we are <laughs> Gray's Academy ugh, Pod. <laughs> the social meds? <laughs> What the fuck? Where, um, where did you just make that up, or is that like a trendy no, thing that now I'm old? I don't think I don't it's know. trendy, but I've heard it before. People say it ironically, and it's funny because it's stupid, and that's why it's funny because it's gross. Anyways, it is gross. Gray's Academy Pod on Instagram. If you want to send us an email to chit chat about how you found us all the way in Germany or Canada or Louisiana or wherever you're listening from. Uh, around the country and around the world. We'd love to hear from you. Pod at gmail.com. You can follow Carmen at carmen.gabriel.official on Instagram. And you can follow me at chaoticallykelsey on yeah. Instagram. Do those things. And give us a five-star review wherever you listen. That's very important. If Most critical. You don't mind. And if you do mind, then please do it anyways because it really doesn't take that long to do it. It takes like literally <laughs> not even one full second. I think Just that the, sci- the science science has come up with the time that it takes to click and it's like one fourth of a millisecond. It's just and it's just done. Yeah. Not even one full second. But anyways, so in one second. Yeah. Uh, we can get so many five star reviews in one full second. We just need one full <laughs> second true. cumulatively of all of our listeners times. Um, also, 
be prepared because on the Patreon over the next week or two, we will have some uh, fan fiction reading that we're going to be doing and live reacting to. Uh, yes. One of our uh, Patreon subscribers, Alicia, has graciously sent us in some homemade fan fiction. I don't even remember what it was that I was asking about, but I'm very excited. It's going to be great. Uh, have you started reading it yet? Have you started looking into it? And, and um, like, I, I skimmed it. It's good stuff. Is it good? It's going to be a good time. Is it uh, is it going to get both of us moist while we read it live on air? Don't say that to me. (laughs) Please. You're right. We're both parents now. We can't say moist. I don't mind the word moist. I hated what you the whole sentence you just said. Is this fan fiction going to get us both moist? Why? I just said don't say it again. And what did he do? He immediately what if I ask? What if I ask it? Moist? <laughs> I forgot it's been you a had that. Since I did that. It's been a while. It's been a while. Okay. Anyways. Wanna hear what crazy thing happened and how to get away with oh murder the other day? Oh my god. That's also on Patreon. Get it together. All right. Okay. All right. <clears throat> this is the seventeenth episode of the third season. It is the fifty-third episode overall. And it is titled some kind of miracle, Carmen. I have information about that. Uh, <laughs> so full disclosure, I have a little bit different information than usual because uh, because this is a surprise episode. Uh, obviously, things are a little unorthodox. I did not listen to the song before uh, uh, before watching this episode. So I'll give you a little bit of uh, the lyrics and how I think they make sense to this episode on a post haste, a post humorous uh kind of way after after watching it but i can tell you that yes um but uh some kind of miracle was from the album thankful and it is by the first ever american idol winner kelly clarkson who let me just tell you i never watched american idol and jessica loves kelly clarkson young kelly clarkson could get it she is stunning. stunning yeah wow um and uh, the the Kelly Clarkson show, I don't know if it's still running, but that was definitely a staple in our house for for quite some time. Jessica's it's like her big, it's like she loves her. Anyways, uh, the album she likes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she her in general, Jessica loves Kelly Clarkson. I do like Kelly Clarkson. I'm a fan too. I always thought she was very very funny um, and has a good personality, and she seems just like a, like a wholesome human, you know. Yeah, she's quite talented. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, a, a wonderful voice. Can't say anything bad about it. Uh, this song was released in the United States under the RCA Records uh, um, contract on April 15th, 2003. Uh, the singles off of that album were Miss Independent, Low, and The Trouble With Love Is. So there were three singles released off that album. Now, this is her debut album as well. So I, I don't know if I mentioned that, but this is very important to note that this is coming off of the heels of winning American Idol. So a lot of people were listening in on this. Um, and the the album itself did have a lot of charting uh, qualities to it. It didn't, the, the physical song, Some Kind of Miracle did not. But let me just go ahead and tell you a little bit about this album. So it reached uh, Billboard... 200 number one which was great it reached as high as number five in the canadian albums billboard it reached number 12 in norway and in the uk it reached as high as 41 so overall it did really well obviously in uh the united states it was most 
uh, most famous, but it reached double platinum in the United States with uh, 2.8 million dollars. Uh, two point not million dollars. 2.8 million sales of the uh, of the album. So that's a lot. Uh, yeah. And now the lyrics and that's back to this. When we were really buying CDs or ripping it off bear share and you know live wire uh giving your computer just the worst of all viruses um so a couple of lyrics that uh really stood out to me in this um where was it where was this did i lose it already oh this line here specifically just when i'd given up you gave me love my world was tumbling down. You turned it around, baby. That, I <laughs> baby. think, is... Uh, baby! <laughs> Turn it around, baby! Turn it around, baby! Um, but that specifically stood out to me because I think the whole message of the episode is, like, you know, obviously Meredith is is broken. She's in a weird spot mentally. But uh, she's trying... The whole point of this, this episode is trying to figure out who she is, why she's here, not disappearing. She has more to say. And part of the thing that they they put in there is her connection to to Derek and how he was able to love her and uh, love each other through all of those things that were going on with Ellis. So that specific line in the song kind of stood out to me. Um, And then even Denny, I don't think he uses the word miracle, but he says that it's rare that Derek is the kind of person who doesn't lose optimism uh, and is able to, you know, believe in magic and soulmates and all that. And, uh, the next line after that is you're some kind of miracle. You're a miracle to me. So, uh, that's my analysis of the song. Uh, this specific one didn't, uh, chart, like I said, but that's what I got for the album. And I hope you guys appreciated that insight. Kelsey back to you with sports. Thanks. Okay. This episode. Okay. Sorry. This episode was, was... you went like macho man, Randy Savage on that one. You went, uh, it was great. He's a local Downers Grove treasure here in Illinois. Oh, see, really? I did not know yeah. that. Cream rises to the top, brother. Oh, my. It's my Macho Man, um, Randy Savage. So this episode was written by Shonda, and she had a co-writer on it. And I found out that this episode... So these three episodes were originally pitched as two episodes. So there was going to be the fairy crash and then this one. And then they realized that the fairy crash situation was going to have to be two episodes. So then they brought in this person, this extra person, Marty Noxon, to help um, co-write this this back half of episode. So that was my fun fact. I can't and imagine what we've seen <laughs> taking two episodes. Yeah. I don't feel like they stretched it. I feel like it was the perfect length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't stretching. She just realized, like, as she was riding the ferry boat, that she was like, "There's this has to be two. Like, I this cannot all go into one. So, I mean, if she's going to do it. She's going to really, really go hard on it. That's for sure. You have my it's seal Shonda of approval, way. Shonda. It's, this is the Shonda way. Um, and uh, so then it was directed by Adam Arkin. It aired February 22nd, 2007 and 27.39 million views. So up like 2 million from last time. So again, probably people had like heard that Meredith was dying and they're like, let's see how they do this. Um, so they tuned in to be like, why are you killing your main character? Uh, and they were not, but this is the Netflix synopsis for this one. Um, Meredith flatlines and gets a visit from Denny in the and Dylan in the afterlife. 
Derek works to bring her back from the brink, which is not true. He does not do that. No, but he thinks about her, which, you know, goes a long way in medicine. You just have to think really hard. That's what this episode has taught me. You just have to really think about loving the person a lot and they live. That's all it takes. They don't. Those, these are the things they don't teach thought. you in medic, med, medical school, friends. So uh, listen to us because we are not doctors and we can teach you something about being not we doctors. We will give you a medical degree. <laughs> it will not be valid, but we can give you one. Um, okay, so let's let's dive right in. This synopsis, I mean recap rather, sorry. This recap is the Ellis and Meredith yelling at each other fiasco. Um, Denny dying, Dylan blowing up, Bonnie. Do you remember Bonnie? I do remember Bonnie. Did, uh, did you see that I just, coming? I don't remember her name, but I called her Long Pole Girl. Um, mm. It was Bonnie. (laughs) Yeah, that was Bonnie. Uh, Also, imagine being this this is the first episode you watch of Grey's and in the recap, you see a human explode like (laughs) (laughs) I just I that that made me chuckle because you like you didn't watch this live. Like, yes, you obviously saw the episode. But again, this isn't in the days of DVR or streaming. And if you're getting caught up or maybe you had the show going a little bit too long after you just finished watching uh, whatever sports team lost and you just you walked away and the TV is still on and you come back to sit down to change the, the station and you see previously on Grey's Anatomy and it's just a human exploding. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, wait, now I have to watch this. And that's, that's what got people you. hooked. Yeah. Humans. Exp- that's how you? this, that's how you got me. Yeah. Um, okay. So Meredith is doing her voiceover and talking about miracles. The doctors are working on her still. Bailey and Burke are talking to Dr. Weber about how long they should keep working on her and kind of like tiptoeing around the subject of like, yo, she's dead. And he's like, not going to give up. And he says, this is Ellis Gray's little girl. Ouch. Um, she's not yeah, dead until she's warm and dead, which I don't know if they've said that before, but they say it after for sure. Um, something that has been said in this show multiple times. So, um, also, uh, oh, then Addison is, gets a page and Dr. Bailey tells her that the interns are waiting outside. So like, she's like, whatever you say to them, like, do a good job basically like their sanity depends on your delivering of this news um and she does a good job she does a good job she does um so she goes out and she's like or is it later that she goes out yeah it's later okay so this is the first flash to the i'm gonna call it the vision i don't know what else to call it meredith's vision what what were you calling it I just, I would, I didn't even call it anything. I just was okay. making notes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, this is, this is dead Meredith. This is dead Meredith and we're, we're, she'll, we'll get live Meredith later, but this is currently dead <laughs> Meredith. Um, and I wanted to make a note every time we go to dead Meredith, there is the tolling of a bell. It's very ominous. Yes. It's a very yes. ominous sound. Um, and it happens every single time we get, we cut to the, the dead scene, the dead world. Um, excuse me denny and dylan are arguing essentially about which one of them is better at being dead which is hilarious this is great i love that yeah their dynamic is funny and it's like you never would have seen that ever in the original scenario of the two of them being alive so it's just interesting um an interesting take on that 
Uh, and then Meredith is like, is this my brain? Because if it's my brain, then why isn't the dog here? And then the dog is there. Um, and all is right because the dog is there. So she gets to see Doc and she's all cuddling on Doc and it's very cute. Uh, Dylan goes in about her being dead <laughs> and he's, and Denny's like, it's just, it's like a lot. What you're doing is like too harsh. Like, can you calm it down? And they're like, we don't have time to calm down. And I'm like, okay. I know you're a bomb guy, but like, it's fine. <laughs> Settle. Well, they, they mention that specific idea of there's not time, multiple, multiple instances yeah. throughout this, this dead Meredith vision. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I didn't think anything of it at first because I thought he was just being dramatic, but then the <laughs> more and more they're like, we just don't have time for this and neither do you Meredith. And I'm like, okay, uh, I don't understand. I'm lost. What's the metaphor here? And we finally get the metaphor at the end, but they didn't really explain it well in that first couple of times. You just, uh, you just finally, you just click. Yeah. Yeah. But I like Dylan. Um, They should, they should bring him back as a different character. (laughs) He is very talented, but he was really busy doing Friday night lights. I think. Oh, he's the the coach, right? Guy on that show. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Clear eyes, full hearts can't lose that might be what they say i'm actually don't know if that's what i think that's what they say i've never seen one episode of that show same saw the movie though tim mcgraw next on the carmen and kelsey podcast it's friday night lights (laughs) (laughs) right Um, after we finish all the shondaland shows then do suits then do psych and then we'll circle back to friday night lights we'll be dead (laughs) um okay so the this is good denny's like do you you drown do you remember that and she goes yeah that sucked oh oh okay i mean i'm sure it did but how casual uh they say she's running out of time and again like they are not saying what time for what whatever um addison goes to the interns and she's like it's not good so like prepare yourselves um and Alex goes with Addison to go check on D- Jane Doe. Uh, Christina just like fails again, fails to process this situation and just says, nope, can't do it and leaves. I also read that this was highly debated in the writing room because that's like very bad doctoring. And that's like not necessarily, I guess they went back and forth on whether it was in line with Christina's character to just like leave in the middle of a shift, but they were essentially saying this, if she was ever going to do that, it would be in this situation. So and she like up, leave yeah. leaves like, yes, like not just, she's like, I got to go check on patients. She's, she's gone. Yes. She is off the premises and drinking. Um, again, not great doctoring, but, also, again, if not now, then when would that ever happen? Um, Izzy is still being optimistically annoying. Um, and then back in the vision, Doc, Denny, Dylan, Bonnie, and Elizabeth, Nurse Fallon. So many people came back. If this yes. was uh, not, if we hadn't already covered all of these people before, this would have been a wild living in Shondaland. Yes, it would have. Um. So then they're all asking her and Denny's like, tell me about the water. Tell me about the water. (laughs) What happened in the water? Meredith, what happened? It's a really good Denny impression. Thanks. I think so too. 
I just need like a shirt that fits me like really well. Like it just yeah. hugs my pecs and then hangs yeah. really nicely. Yeah. You forget because all of these people other than Dylan, the other three, when we see them, they're dying. So they look not great. And they come back in this episode. I'm like, y'all look nice. Right. Denny yeah, always looks look great when guys. he's not in the hospital bed. Uh, oh, yeah. Nurse Fallon Very looks handsome. like she's not dying of liver cancer. Although. Okay. So in the original episode she was in, they say pancreatic cancer. And then in this episode, they say liver cancer. Mm, plot hole. Um, and then obviously Bonnie doesn't have a pole through her and has not been on a, pl- a train that's derailed. So, And also, also Dylan isn't in a million pieces. Yes, he's fully intact. Uh, okay, so uh, Ellis is screaming at your best friend, Olivia. Yeah, what the fuck? They bring Olivia <sighs> back for five seconds just to get shat on by Ellis? Yeah, everyone needs a turn getting shot on by Ellis. <laughs> well, not anymore. Uh, <laughs> what? Um, okay, Spoiler so, alert. Uh, Mark comes in and he's like, just sedate her. Like, it's a day she should sleep through. Like, she's her daughter is dying. So, like, just put her under. Uh, so then Jane Doe is also freaking out. And Addison, like, trying to explain to her what's happening. And she's like, just tell tell my husband to take me home. Like, I want to go home. And she turns to Alex and he's like, I'm not, I just found you. And she's like, no, I, and that's when they kind of realize that she doesn't know at all what's happening. Literally anything. And she has a hundred percent amnesia. Does also, not even know her is, own name. She's messed up. She yeah. has just broken teeth. Her face is a mess. Yes, and the baby is fine. Is so I don't. Swollen. It's so swollen. I I feel terrible because the, like things like that really happen in real life, yeah. um, and it's just a miracle, which is a word that they use. Miracles happen all the time, just not miracles when you need them. Happen. Oh my God! They announced they're doing a third Princess Diaries. You guys, it is confirmed. I am so excited. Miracles are true and real because of that. Um, they also announced, never mind. I'm not going to say the, the stupid thing I was going to say, but okay. never mind. yeah, I'm just not going <laughs> to, n- never mind. Everything's great. Um, where was I going with this? Um, Jane Doe. Uh, Jane Her Doe. face is damaged. Just completely thrashed. Uh, but it's, I almost feel a little bit bad for Alex because you know, he cares so deeply, but he also is like, I just can't yeah. do shit for you. Like I, there's n- yeah. literally nothing I can do. And then they're discussing it in the hallway. And, uh, I don't remember what exactly that they had said, but I think it was the amnesia thing. And Addison was like, well, yeah, best case scenario. It's just amnesia. Uh, because apparently all the other things I think are brain damage related. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you recognize this actress yet? Absolutely not. Okay, you will. You will when she isn't like that. Can you um, just tell me who she is? I can. Do you want me to or do you want to be surprised? Do you, do you want me to? Am I really going to recognize this actress? I know you've seen movies that she's in. Movies. Okay, movies. What movie? Give me one of the movies that you know I've seen. Let me see if I can guess well, it's it right a franchise. now. Star Wars? No. Uh, Rocky. It is a franchise you would have not chosen to watch on your own. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. No. Twilight. Yep. Is this Kristen Stewart? 
Nope. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild though? Is that the, is this the guy? Is this Edward? <laughs> it's Robert Pattinson. It's Robert. Is it the Batman? Is the Batman the pregnant amnesia Jane Doe? He's a gr- wow. He really has what his acting chameleon. is incredible. <laughs> No, it's the vampire mom. Okay, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would have recognized her. You, you would. She has very distinctive features. Oh, okay. No one's as um, hot as that one sister, though. The one vampire sister. She's the best. Alice. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Just an absolute smoke show. Uh, okay, so yeah, she has amnesia. Um, Robert Addison fucking Pattinson and. <laughs> Addison and Alex are talking in the hall and she's like, do you want to like be with your friends, the other interns? And he's like, no, I can't do anything. I need to like be doing something. And, um, he's like, Meredith just, what is it? He says, Meredith makes me think that screwed up people have a chance. And that's a, that's a big line. He counts himself as a screwed up person. So that's, that's their connection for sure. Um, and yes, I would agree. That is a big line. Good, 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 Alex. Good guy, Alex. This one. Good guy, Alex. Um, doctors are still working on Meredith. Cannot get her heart to start. Izzy comes in. They're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And and um, Burke asks where Christina is, and she's like, "She left." And he's like, "It's the middle of her shift. Where did she go?" <laughs> and well, she went to the dollar store. Which is also my happy, store. my happy place so, too. the dollar store. That's how she's coping. Um, Bonnie and Denny are trying to convince Meredith to listen to them because she, quote, doesn't have a lot of time. And whilst Bonnie is pleading with her, she starts to like, and then like just bleeding from that, you know, injury of the pole in her. Middle. Right out of her pipe hole. Okay. <laughs> the worst that was not um, intended to be dirty that's literally what i wrote here look at this it's I, what did i say all caps yo what the fuck she is bleeding in her pipe hole with one two three four five exclamation points okay well it wasn't a pipe but it's fine it does not matter. well what it was it was a giant pipe rail of some sort that she was she it's was like kebobbed yeah. i don't think it was a pipe i think it was a pole okay a pipe pole <laughs> a pipe pipe pole and pipe hole sound very similar <laughs> It's like that episode of uh, South Park when Kanye West is on there and they're like, are you saying fish sticks or fish dicks? It's exactly like that. I just shit my bed. Okay. That's Uh, anyway. So then we get the title card like six and a half minutes in. Uh, No. It's eight minutes and 18 seconds. Eight minutes and 18 seconds, guys. Maybe I didn't change it from last week. Maybe, but also, did you, you, you know you got the recap. You got the recap. Okay. I don't know. So Meredith is trying to work on Bonnie, and uh, Elizabeth and Denny and Dylan are telling her there's no point. Elizabeth is like, it just happens with Bonnie. You just got to wait it out. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. Everybody's great here in the dead land. Um, Dylan and Bonnie disappear. It's just Denny and Meredith. And then he's like, do you want to talk about it or do you want to waste more time? Okay. I am making fun of this because saying it now, it's very, it sounds very melodrama. The acting in this episode is incredible. Like, it's, oh yeah. 
when, again, when you like talk about it and like say these lines, it sounds really melodramatic, but like they did such a good job. It's so sincere and it's really believable. It doesn't feel melodrama when you're watching it. It yeah. feels completely like valid and genuine. So I'm just being the worst. So that's on me. But no, that's I actually fine. think they did a great job. Every, the I acting agree. across the board in this episode is phenomenal. Like every single person in this episode did great. Obviously, the writing is also excellent. Yeah, writing, so. acting, excellent. Also, you know how you and I were living in Shondaland? Mm-hmm. They're dying in Shondaland. They have died, but they still live there. That's Ooh. how permanent Shondaland is. Purgatory in Shondaland, our favorite spot to be. I would live. Th- I would die there. It was great. Even even including having to see Bonnie, like just compulse. Like yeah, not that compulse, wasn't great. pulsate and then just bleed out of her pipe like, hole. Kind of seizing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But de- like, it's not like Dylan just spontaneously explodes. Like <laughs> I what? Know. I don't understand why only Bonnie is. The, it's not like, yeah, it's like Denny just randomly has a stroke. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe there's a weird metaphor somewhere in herself. Her well, death. Dylan did say that he processed his thing. And he's like, I can go come and go as I please. Like, I don't yeah. need to be here. I don't need to be here for this shit, you fuckers. I think Denny's there specifically for Izzy, essentially. And Bonnie, I mean, she says uh, later on, we'll get when we get into it, like, she's like, what happened to me sucks. So maybe she hasn't, like, processed enough to get over it. I don't know. I don't know. This is a very That was um, uh, Indie meta. Like a Train. That was, like, season one, episode mm-hmm. nine, right? It was season two. It was, was it? Origi- yeah, it was, like, mid- ish season early season two because it was supposed to be the season one finale or the that's season right. two opener you're right i remember you saying the that. season two opener yeah um so yeah um um miranda says like we've been working for over an hour like we have to assume like it might be and richard is still arguing like she's gonna be fine she's strong she's young she's healthy uh christina's drinking she's drinking off Drinking at Joe's and showing off all her 99 cent purchases. It's great. She's like, you want some moisturizer? For 99 cents, you can get moisturizer. He's like, it smells like burning. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What does she say? That's sugar cookie or gingerbread. uh, Gingerbread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So she's like, look at this chair. It's so tiny and tiny sized. Uh, For 99 cents, you can buy furniture. That's America, man. To which Joe says, that's Taiwan, man. (laughs) So savage. Yeah. Calling out the capitalism. We love to see it. Uh, Joe asks, he's like, hey, that fairy thing, like, that looked pretty bad. Is there a reason you're not working? And she's like, hey, I'm coping. Let me cope. Look at my shit. Yeah, I want you to know that I, I I wrote down this quote. I'm coping, so shut up and look at all my crap. Uh, that goes uh, that gets the award for the most Kelsey thing to say in a Grey's episode today. <laughs> uh, I I love Christina so much. This is such a good episode for Christina. I love it. It's one yes. of my faves. Yeah, I wouldn't um, say that this is a good episode for Christina. It's but a it's an episode. Fun episode to watch. Yes, good good acting episode, but like yeah, she yeah, left her great. hospital shift in the middle and probably won't even get a reprimand. She's, she's not going to get in trouble. Yeah, no, she's definitely not. I was actually thinking about that because I was like, well, Izzy just came off probation and Christina is now drinking while on her shift. 
So they're definitely not going to do anything about it, but it's, I guess everyone gets a pass when their best friend is dying. <laughs> but is he, which is how life should fiance work. Died? Well, mm, not really the same. Not the, the same. same <laughs> do we but have also, time to talk about this a little bit? Because I think we should explain that they are very different. They're very different. I am aware of that. Also, <laughs> okay. don't Izzy just Christina stand this. this. Oh, Izzy's the fuck. She's a joke. This whole she's three like, episode I arc. Can't. She's an asshole. No, the first two were fine because she wasn't with any of her friends. She was just drilling holes in that guy and saving his life. Okay, but the one fair. Bef- the two before was when she was being a bitch to Callie and she was like, oh, tiny diamonds are great. I don't know. I loop in uh, her weird monologue just to this. I include that oh, in the yeah, whole arc. You're right. You're right. That was last episode. That was. Also hey, bad. I know we all need to band together for for Meredith dying. But oh let me just take God. this time but to George. Tell you your garbage. Like your choices I'm a, are garbage. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. But <laughs> Callie's the worst. And Beyonce should have won artist of the year. George, I'm gonna let you have your marriage, but you shouldn't have married her. Let me just shit on everything you love. And then also double the fuck down in this episode. Okay. Gosh, Izzy, fuck. I'm so, so we're mad. Right. Okay, so yes, at this point, Bailey tells Callie, she's like, I'm putting you in charge of my interns. Like, please go do something with them. So Callie comes out and she's like, let's go to the clinic. And Izzy's like, no, I have to stand here. She'll die if I don't stand here. And Callie's like, can we just go to the clinic and like be helpful? Like we need to like stay together and like be there for each other. And Izzy's like aggressive eye roll. And I'm like, oh my God, are you 14 years old? I'm shocked Jeez. she listened in this episode, in this, I, in this yeah. exact moment. Um, <clears throat> Alex is asking Jane Doe like the medical history questions. And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, you don't know any of this. Um, and she's like saying she doesn't know if she's married. She says she has a ring line, but no ring. What does that mean? And then maybe, later she says, I feel married. Okay. Maybe she was getting, getting it cleaned. Maybe it was getting resized because of the baby swelling. Yeah. I was about to say, like, I definitely took my rings off before seven months. Cause I was so paranoid that my hands were going to swell and they were going to have to cut my rings off me. So I would just wear the little, like silicone ones, which are quite comfortable. Um, Alex asks, Oh no, sorry. Sorry. She asked Alex, like, is it really bad? Like, are you like, you're upset? Like, am I going to die? And he's like, no, no, it's my friend was also in an accident. Like, Looks pretty bad. Not going great. Um, so he's still definitely preoccupied by that. Even though he's trying to busy himself, he, he is still lost in thought. Yeah, you may have been crushed by a pylon, but this girl drowned for 45 minutes. <laughs> Don't worry, though. She's fine. She, but, but listen, I have this other blonde friend who believes that she'll live, so everything's okay. <laughs> everything's great. Um, Sydney is still trying to control the clinic, and she's like, I don't have an update, but we have a blood shortage. So if you are eligible to donate blood, please do it, uh, which is a very good use of that, I feel like space and also the kind of energy to be like while you're waiting come help save people yeah about time she does something and steps up (laughs) uh side note if you can donate blood please donate blood it's good there's still a national shortage it's not as bad as it was a couple months back but there's still a national shortage here in the u.s so if you're eligible check out and see 
see if there's a spot near you. They finally rolled back out the the big buses that go around because that's why there's well, it's not the only reason. That's a main reason there was a shortage is because during COVID they stopped doing the mobile units, which would just like go to people's offices or like stores and stuff. So it was just harder for people to get down to the place where you donate blood. But now they've started bringing those back. So like check locally around. Sometimes they'll give you shirts and movie tickets and other fun things. But if you can donate blood, it's very helpful. I think one one donation can save up to three lives, I believe, is the statistic that's typically quoted. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. uh, I remember donating blood in high school and I always selected it in the classes that I didn't want to do it. And it was like, sign up to to donate blood. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Get the fuck out of here, math. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking, what was the, oh, anthropology. Get out of here. Anthropology. Who needs that? Anthropology in high school. Yeah. It was an elective and I got like a 15% in that class. I'm, so I'm not even. I'm not even joking. How I think did I li- you graduate? I almost didn't. You know, <laughs> almost didn't. Uh, that was a different time in my life. Really proud of my parents' divorce right in the middle of the most pivotal time of my life. I'm I'm years, unemployed. I'm and unemployed healed. because of my mom and dad. As long as you have someone to blame, <laughs> that's all that really matters. I got jobs in spite of them, and finally their divorce has caught up to me and got me divorced. Uh, gotten me, gotten me divorced. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> gotten me, uh, gotten me unemployed. Um, what can you imagine if that if like you were getting a divorce and this is how you told me, like on the podcast? <laughs> what <is laughs> I would, I would just stop recording. I'm like, hey guys, and listen up. Done. So, uh, we're gonna get a live reaction of Kelsey, and she has no idea the bomb about to drop on her. Her two best friends in the world are getting divorced. This is so exciting. Thanks for coming on this journey. She, selfie. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is an audio podcast, so no one can see, but Carmen actually held his phone like he was prepped and ready <laughs> for that selfie bit at the end there. <laughs> I aim to please uh, the commitment to the bits are great. Okay. Anyways, donate blood. Um, Callie. Yeah. Is what we're trying, trying to say here, we've, we've started this podcast just to tell you all to donate blood. This is really three seasons. You in the should making. though. It's good. It is. It's I great. Think I mentioned it. I think I've mentioned it before, but also still do it. Um, yeah. uh, Callie is trying to be kind and like reassuring and izzy is trying to be a raging bitch and like start shit so hard literally tells callie that she basically doesn't know meredith well enough to give a shit if she dies um callie is like i am like george is my husband to which izzy responds stop saying that like it means something what is wrong with you she's crazy like, I don't, okay, I don't even care if, like, your whole, like, this is her coping, like, she's upset. Well, I don't care, okay, because this is, this attitude, it could not be more of, like, she didn't do this when Denny died, so don't tell me this is how she copes with shit, okay? She's right. mad at George for marrying Callie. This is so unrelated to the Merida situation, and she's just using the Merida situation as an excuse to be like, oh, I'm upset, so I can be the absolute worst to my best friend's wife. Yeah. Also, I'm not a fan of the the TV and movie trope of uh, like it's a common theme of you don't know them. You haven't earned the right to feel bad. Yeah. You haven't earned the right to mourn for them. Shut the fuck up. 
Yeah, like, like, oh, I'm I'm better friends with them than you are, so you can't be upset at all. Um, yeah. That's not how friendship works. Right. It's not how the human connection works either. Yes, like, exactly. I could meet you for five minutes and have the same connection with you that someone has known you for a year or, you know, some other shit. Not saying that's likely, but it's possible. So, Izzy, you just need to back off of Callie because literally she's done nothing even though she gets a little bit harsh this next scene, but still not. I'm like very team Callie. And then she has a slip up at the end of this monologue when she's like, um, you can keep on the way you are and be that person George used to know. And you can't afford to lose another friend. Not when people around you keep. And then Izzy finishes for her. Keep dropping like flies kind of takes the wind out of the sails on being on Callie's side. Cause you're yeah. like, yeah, Callie, tell her, stick it to her. Mm, yeah, you win. And then she's like, Ooh, that was misstep. Shouldn't have brought all the dead there. people into it. Well, it does kind of suck. It was like, she um, was fully aboard team high road. And then she took uh, one exit too soon and she's back on the low road. Yeah, she was so close, so close. And then, Oh, we're done. Um, Denny is still trying to get Meredith to talk about what happened. And Bonnie is mad that she keeps saying she drowned. She's like, you keep saying you do. You didn't drown. Like you are wrong. And then she's like, Oh, Meredith goes, you were so brave when you came into the ER. And she was like, yeah, I was hopped up on adrenaline and drugs. Like what happened to me sucks. And I am like, am fully aware of that now. And this is where we're talking about like maybe she hasn't fully processed and that's why she has this thing where she just starts bleeding when she gets mad. Like maybe she isn't really fully separated from her death. Mm, Um, Interesting thought. I didn't think about that. So because then then she says like what happened to me sucked and here you are all happy and perky to be dead. And uh, Meredith is like, well, I fought hard and I swam and I tried. Um, There's like, no, you didn't. Also, this is one of my, this to me is like a very profound line that Bonnie has. How can you be a surgeon and have such little respect for life? Wow. Yeah. That's that's real deep. I also made a note of quoting that line. Um, We talked last episode, excuse me, sorry, uh, about how, you have to have a little bit of the Alex in you to be able to differentiate between like, this is your job. And also like, I can be empathetic, but if I can't do anything to save someone, I'm not going to care. And the, I think that this is just like, it's the second part of that one, two punch of as, as a surgeon, you need to have respect for life. But I think it taught, in my opinion, if I'm looking at this from like a, purely metaphorical standpoint you have to respect life so much that when you can't do anything you don't Um, right and if we're also looking into the metaphor of this particular episode it is interesting how weber and bailey and all the people working on meredith are walking that fine line of they respect life so much that they want to save meredith but they Mm -hmm. are maybe respecting life too much that could they be helping other people in this moment? You don't know. Um, But I made a note of that here and I wanted to bring those two points together and and see if you had any thought on that as well. I think in this line is it's like really calling out Meredith's hypocrisy because like her life is about saving other people's life. But when it comes to her own life, she's like, well, I'm not going to do what I can to save Mm -hmm. my life or even improve Mm -hmm. it. 
right she yeah, like doesn't even point, want to point. try and like like when Derek like wants to talk about her being upset she like just shuts him out and she doesn't even want to try and talk about it so to me it's almost like yes you do want to save people's life but to have respect for life that includes your own so it's you can't really say that you care about saving lives when you don't care about saving your own life that's deep that's deep that's a real good analysis i like that Thanks. I liked yours as well. I think it's a good, a good parallel point to make. Um, so yes, it's definitely, but yeah, again, a line, it's a line like that can definitely make you think a lot of, a lot of different things about the life and death and the way they're portraying it in this episode and the transition. Yeah. Um, Derek is in the waiting room. I, okay. Derek is in the waiting room. Talking to a man, like, talks to him. He's like, oh, are you waiting for someone? Like, my wife was on the ferry and she got hit by a car. Isn't that crazy? Like, she got run over a car on a ferry boat. Um, And Derek's like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend was in the water. Like, we don't know if she's going to make it. Um, The man asks for her name and he's like, oh, it's Meredith. And he goes, oh, I'm going to add her to my prayers. And if you were wondering if I was going to make this scene about how I hate Derek, you're right. I am going to because Derek is so selfish. He doesn't ask this man any questions about, Oh, do they think your wife's going to be okay? Like, what are her injuries? Like, do they, are they done with surgery soon? Like, what have they told you? What's her name? I'll be thinking of her as well. Nope. Really need to sit in there and be sad about my life. I'm selfish. Yeah. I don't like this man. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair. He's allowed to be, he, he's not, thinking straight but also it is it is a bit of a bummer when we have the full picture and we know that meredith is like kind of half drowning herself and this poor guy's wife got fucking mauled by a vehicle on a ferry boat i'm just like just ask just ask like literally (laughs) whatever this man has said to you just repeat it also it's easy i don't care i don't care what the situation is Derek could be sitting there like waiting for meredith to get off of work and this man could have said this to him and he still wouldn't have asked shit about his wife. He's I just, believe that you Derek are correct. I believe you're correct on that. Only the main character in his story that no one else matters in Derek's life. Derek's there is only Derek in Derek's world. He it's, lives an enchanted life. One would say, Oh yes, that comes out really soon. Jessica is trying to force me to watch Enchanted. I've never Please seen it. Please do. It's actually so good. You'll really like it, especially his character. Is it just exactly like Derek? No, but he like calls out. He's like, when people start singing, he's like, how does everyone know the song? Like, why is everyone just singing? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. What's that? Like, he calls out the it's like fourth wall breaking, which is That's very, my kind of, I love that. Yeah, exactly. So you should definitely watch it. It's amazing. Also, Amy Adams is a, a treasure. Um, Amy Adams is someone who I know. You definitely know her. Amy Adams. Red hair, petite. I need to look her up. Yeah, I'm going to get you a picture right now. Guys, I know you're just screaming at the screen. This one. Right here. Look, I found her for you. Oh, isn't that, uh, is that um, Lois Lane? Yes. Why didn't you just say, say that? Well, because I haven't seen those movies and I actually only learned that today. 
because I was reading an interview about how she was saying she was excited that Harry Cavill is going to be Superman again, and they haven't approached her to be Lois Lane. And she said that she would love to do the films again, but even if they don't ask her so many, she's like so many wonderful actresses have played this part before. And I would be happy to um, watch another person get the opportunity. Gosh, so humble. Look at that. Amy Adams, you're great. She is a gem. Even though I just learned your name right now. (laughs) She looks a lot like Isla Fisher, who is Sasha Baron Cohen's wife. And who I love her. In Wedding Crashers. So good. Just her and you. (laughs) She's just stunning. She is. But I think they look really similar. Like truly. They do look very similar. They look very similar. Anyways, okay. We're on a Who's who's the actor that plays uh, Denny? Uh, everyone's yelling right now. He's in The Walking Dead. <laughs> and also Supernatural. He is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Carmen, obviously it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. So I actually was watching, uh, it, it was a random reel that was popping up on Instagram as I scroll through mindlessly. And he was yeah. uh, listed as people who look like other people in Hollywood. And it was him and Javier Bardem. And I think and I actually also, said that. Yes, but also I think the two of them look like Gerard Butler. I think they all three look like they could be related. Um, I could I could see Gerard Butler. I see I see Javier Bardem more, but yeah, uh, yeah. Gerard Butler. Oh man, love what a great actor he is. Just him and Tom Cruise. If they could get into an action movie together, I would I would watch the fuck out of that. That would be dope. Okay. Anyways, I just he would crush him like a bug. (laughs) Do not. I don't know because Tom Cruise held his own against literal Superman in Mission Impossible. So, yes, but Tom Cruise has like a complex about the fact that he's short and like makes other people crouch down around him. They're not crouching. They use the they use the majesty of cinema to make him look platform shoes. And platform shoes. It's fine. It's but fine. Like, it's just, it's not a big deal. Like it's the season short, of short, short kings. King. That's what yes. I'm saying. Like yes. no one, he cares way more than anybody else does. It's true. It's true. Um, maybe, anyways, uh, maybe it was, um, the girl that he dated and married from Dawson's Creek that got in his head about it. No, he was like that beforehand. He also married Nicole Kidman before That's right. he married. That's right. Um, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. And I thought that was going to, I thought that was going to be another, uh, people yelling at us through the screen thing. Through no, their no, AirPods. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you assholes. Yeah. That's on us guys. That's my, yeah, it's fair. um, that's fine. So fine. Also, there's a movie, um, called PS. I love you with Gerard Butler and Jeffrey Dean Morgan are both. What? The love Wait, interests. who's the girl in that movie? Um, I think um, I've seen this movie. Hillary Swank. Yes. <laughs> this was yes, me boxing, yes. just so you know. This, yes. <laughs> was like the Million dollar baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Hillary Swank is the main girl. It's I, it's one of those things. I'm like, it's a chick flick. It's, it's a rom-com. It is what it is, but I really like that one. And I don't like a lot of them, but I really like, I enjoy that one. I I'd watch that one again. I, I listen, I'm a big fan of chick flicks and, and rom-coms. Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays the guitar and sings in it and has an accent. He's not even on the starring list. You know what? who they have on the starring list on Wikipedia? Phoebe? That's, is it Phoebe? Yep. Yep. 
It's she's number three. It's Hillary Swank, yeah. Gerard Butler, Lisa Kudrow, uh, Harry Connick Jr., Gina Gershon. Oh, yeah, he's also in Oh, that. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Wow, I'm just fucking blind and can't read, apparently. And then Kathy Bates Motel. Yes. Yes. It's a stacked cast. That's a Good pretty movie. big cast. Yeah. Okay. If I, you want to have feelings, um, watch it. It is there's a lot of a lot of death in it, so heads up. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Okay. Anyways. Grey's this Anatomy. is a Grey's Anatomy podcast. We swear. So, so this is what happens when we record during the day, guys. Yeah, yeah. We're so awake that like we're just can't even focus. Um. Okay. Meredith is trying to save Bonnie again. Bonnie disappears again. Denny and Dylan are arguing again about whether or not Meredith is going to quote unquote get it. And Dylan is like, Meredith says something to him, and he's like, "Hey, I completed my task. I saved you." I'm sorry. To me, this does seem like it's this moment. I don't think it's what they're trying to do, but to me, it reads like I saved you. You have to save the world. And I don't think that's what they're trying to do. I don't know why I'm reading it that way. Cause if I think about it, he's like, he's his task is to save her so that she can live for all. I don't know truly, but I just, I'm like, okay, the implication is like, I had to save you so that you could go on and do all of this great things. And now you're dying. So my, my saving you was moot. So yeah, I don't know. The, the metaphor that, that they're line? using is interesting. I, uh, I, I only read it. I didn't get it the way that you're just saying it right now. I did get it in a way that, um, she has to come to terms with something or she has to complete saving something or someone, or there's, yeah. there's an unfinished thing. And then obviously, you know, I don't want to jump to the end here, but we have this kind of resolution moment where she completes her task or she hits her, uh, you know, cause I, I think that she ends up saving someone before she leaves, uh, I mm-hmm. think is the end of the metaphor. Um, I see, I but see. getting up to this particular scene, I wasn't also, I was also not fully tracking. Yeah. Okay. Um, the doctor's still working on Meredith. Her temperature dropped. They had gotten it up to 89 and now it's back to 86. So they're just like getting really frustrated. Um, Ellis starts waking up and Derek is there. <laughs> this is not good. This is not no. a good look for Derek. And this is not, I will say this. I'm not, it's harder for me to say on this one. Like the other one, I'm like, oh, you're just being selfish. This one I fully see as more of like, a response to the situation and like wanting to blame someone because ultimately what we learn in this scene is he blames himself and he's trying to blame other people because he doesn't want to blame himself. And I will say as much as I don't like him, I, it's not his fault. He shouldn't blame himself. Um, but yeah, so he, he gives her some water and then he just starts, he's, he doesn't start yelling, but he's saying really aggressive, hateful things. And then it kind of gets to yelling. Um, and he says that she broke Meredith told her that she was ordinary and that like ruined her life and this, and she drowned herself because of Ellis's lack of approval. And he blames her and Addison comes to the door and like hears him and calls him out and gets him to leave. And that's when she's like, uh, it's not Ellis's fault. And even if it was, she can't fix her. So it doesn't matter. And that's when he launches into how it's his fault. He should have seen it coming. He wasn't there for her when she needed him and uh, which I think this is for sure one of the I would say it's a stage of grief, like just looking for blame, like trying to focus and find a reason for what's happening. Um, and 
that's when Addison asks, oh, you think she did it on purpose? And he says, she knows how to swim. She's a good swimmer, which I don't think is fair because as we discussed last time, hypothermia, uh, even if you are a good swimmer, it might, the hypothermic shock of falling into that water might make it more difficult to get back to the, to the land or the dock or whatever. Maybe, but I also, I've, I made a note earlier and I didn't say it cause we, we were having just good conversation, but I've officially given up on trying to explain in my mind how she fell <laughs> off the ledge and woke up in the middle of the bay. Uh, I just, I'm giving up on that because in my head, I fall off the ledge and I look 20 feet to my left and th- I just need to swim 20 feet. That's it. 20 feet. I don't even need uh, a door to lay on in the middle of the Arctic frigid water with a, with a whistle to make it happen. And I just don't understand. So I'm done trying to explain this to myself. So every time I hear her say, I fought hard, I'm like, I just don't, I can't, I'm giving up. You You fought hard to get all the way out to the middle. You literally went to the ledge and you, you, you kicked like a kid in a pool and you swam into the middle and you just fucking (laughs) said, middle of Elliott Bay is where I'll find relief. Did you like that? That Denny said Elliott Bay. After I did. you looked it up last week, yeah. you were like, hey, they could, Denny confirmed that you were correct. Yeah, Elliot Bay. I did like that. If I would have just waited one more episode to get curious. <laughs> we would have found out. Yeah. Curse me. I'm always one episode early. That's true. Um, also, this Addison has a line that I really like that said, uh, you don't get to fall apart and break down when there's still a chance. And there is still a chance. So mm-hmm. Addison's really pulling for Derek. She like wants, she doesn't want him to lose Meredith. Which is nice. Which is sweet, especially considering their history. Yes, agreed. Um, Meredith is uh, is in the OR. Sorry, Meredith is in the OR looking for something, and they're like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I'm gonna find something that I can use for the next time Bonnie starts bleeding everywhere, and I'm gonna save her." And then he's like, "Can you just not do that though? And maybe we can talk about your bullshit." Um, and this is when she said, "This is a great scene." Wonderful uh, scene. Really good this scene. This is when she says she swam and she fought. And he's like, no, you didn't. You can't stay here. And he says she does. Or she says she doesn't want to. And he's like, you do want to because it's easier, but you can't. Okay. So I have verbatim everything Denny says because I just, I was like, oh, I want to put that in. Oh, I want to put that in. And then, and then I was like, I'm just going to put the whole thing in because it's very good. And it's very important, not just to this moment, but to the show overall, in my opinion. Uh, so he says, it's easier, but you can't because George's dad died because Izzy lost me. And Christina, when she was nine, she was in a car accident with her father and he bled out right in front of her while they waited on an ambulance to arrive. New information. We do not previously know this. We know that her dad died. We don't know how, and we do not know that this was the scenario. Um, they are barely breathing. This will break them, and none of them deserve that. And this, okay, this, this part I like less, but it's fine. Okay, wait, hold and on. This, I think you skipped. I think you skipped. Can you, can you start over? Can you start that quote over? Uh, it's easier, but you can't because George's dad died because Izzy lost me and Christina when she was nine, she was in a car accident with her father and he bled out right in front of her while they waited for an ambulance to arrive. And then he says, and Alex, but doesn't yeah. say anything about Alex. I, be- I made a point. Because that's to, when to... Meredith cut him off and is like, it's the shut up basically. Yeah. I, I made a note of that and I want you to finish the quote because I know what, what comes next. I made a quote of that, but uh, I made a note 
they must have some sort of plan to reveal Alex's past because every time mm-hmm. they go to talk about Alex's past, it's like diverted <laughs> some way. Yeah. And literally I was like, cause I also turned the subtitles on for the scene while I was watching yeah. it to not miss anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, it goes and Alex and then it's the cut and I'm like, oh, fuckers. Yeah. How will they reveal his backstory, his origin <laughs> story? I want it. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Uh, they are barely breathing. This will break them and none of them deserve that. And this, this is the big one. So pay attention. Do you know what kind of miracle? He does say miracle. He Do you does know say miracle. Ki- Damn it. What kind of miracle it is that Derek is who he is. Do you know how rare it is that someone like him even exists? I'm making a face. He's still an optimist. He believes in true love and magic and soulmates. He's waiting for you. And if you don't come back from this, you will change who he is. No pressure. Derek is an optimist. Derek is a kind person. I just also think in a relationship, he's not his best self. I don't think he's a garbage. I do say he's a garbage person. I don't think he's a bad person in his core. Just think as a partner, he's garbage. If that makes sense. Yes. And also sometimes other times, like with this man, when he was like, he is, I do think he's selfish, but like, I think you can be selfish and still be a good person. Um, but yeah, when he was like, do you know how rare it is that someone like him exists? I'm like, not that rare. He's just a asshole man. Those, those guys are everywhere. Um, anyways, how do you really feel about that? Uh, um, I don't like Derek, mm. but I do. I understand the point De- Denny's trying to make that like Derek has been through a lot. Do we know about Derek? What do we know about Derek so far? We know nothing. You don't know any, they haven't said anything about him. Uh, we met his sister at one point and there may have been uh-huh. backstory talked about. I just don't remember. Um, but all we know is that, Derek is the brother Mark never had. Okay. I think, I don't know. I'm having a hard time. Yeah, I don't want to say anything, but I feel like they low-key mentioned something. You'll need to Google this afterwards uh, because we because if they mention something, I just don't remember it. There's also just so much stuff in this show that has happened that I it's don't true. remember already. We are 53 episodes in. If you told me what, what happened in... Or what happened in episode one? Like, if you asked me what happened in the pilot, I'd be like, I remember Catherine Heigl surprising me, and that was it. I, I don't can remember tell you the full plot of the pilot right now. It can was the girl. Me? It was the pageant girl who fell fell during her rhythmic gymnastics routine and hit her head, and so she had like a a brain aneurysm, and she was having seizures. Her name was Katie Bryce. Yeah, I remember that now. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Do you remember when Addison showed up, though? What a great moment. What oh, a great man. Television moment. The Ugh, biggest. So I, I remember the big scenes. I remember the pick me, love me, choose me. I remember the don't call me a whore. I remember Denny. I remember Addison the showing bomb. up. I remember the bomb. Uh, I remember the pipe hole with a guy and a girl. Um, I remember creepy ghost girl when the, that one time a ferry <laughs> got crashed into by an oil ship or a cargo ship mm-hmm. out in Elliott Bay. <laughs> <laughs> okay the big anyway, things so you know that's a good scene denny um uh, jeffrey dean morgan guys that's the actor who plays denny um jeffrey dean morgan does a great job with the delivery on these monologues um convincing genuine connection an incredible so good great writing great delivery back can in I, the real world can yes, i ask you a question please, do. please is this the last time we see denny 
I'm not going to answer you. <sighs> okay, that's fair. I feel like it's not, but I want it to be because he gets, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about the it. The end of this one is oof. Okay. Ellis Spoiler alert. Crashing. All I said was oof. No, no. I was going to say something. Spoiler okay. alert. I cried. No, you didn't. I cried during this episode. Wow. Yeah. Wow. If you don't give this a five, I'm going to beat you to death with a shovel. Just shut the fuck up and tell me the things <laughs> you want to tell me. Um, okay. Ellis starts crashing. This is when we're doing lots of flashing every which way. Ellis starts crashing. Um, Derek goes back in. Bailey has an idea to do cardio pulmonary bypass. And they're like, okay, cool. Paige Burke. <laughs> then Christina is at the bar doing Sudoku. And two dollars like, worth, of Sudoku. $2 worth <laughs> of Sudoku. And I only paid 99 cents for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a deal. I love uh, that. Bert comes and is like, there's no change. I just thought you should know. And she's like, no shit. There's no change. Like, obviously she's going to die and I don't, I can't deal with it. Blah, blah. This is another great scene. Oh, I love this scene. Um, he's like, you should be there. And she goes, I know the science it's drinking time. And Dr. Burke goes, this is about you and the woman you call your person. And you do know the science. And if she dies and you are sitting here, I can't see you coming back from that. Come and say goodbye to your friend. Fuck. Oh, my God. Ouch. So, so good. And like what for such a short scene, it's like does so much. It says it's also like I think paired with that to the. Burke situation with Christina in the last episode. I think this is him like making like making the connection of like what their bond is. Like it's yeah. not just like, oh, we're friends. Like he this is him seeing Christina go through this is him figuring out why she needs to tell Meredith about the engagement. Yeah, it uh it, it definitely was closure on that. And I think Burke Regardless, they're going to understand each other a little bit more coming out of mm-hmm. these these mm-hmm. two episodes. Um, and I, I hope that Burke understands that when she says that's her person, like uh, it, it carries it a lot more weight. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, Meredith uh, and Denny are talking and she's like, I was swimming. And then I just thought. Why? Like, what's the point? So she stopped. So she admits to like she was swimming, she was fighting, and then she admits to giving up. Um, which is sad. Um, so they're sitting there in the hallway and Denny kind of stops and smiles and Meredith's like, what are you, what, why are you doing that? And he's like, Izzy. And he, she goes, Oh, can you see her? He's like, no, but sometimes when we're in the same moment at the same time, I can feel her. And I like to think that she can feel me too. Ouch. Um, and he says, but that's all you get are moments. That's all you get on this side. And that's when he disappears and then the hallway starts filling with water. And I think this is kind of when you have the moment of like, oh, this is what they meant by out of time. We don't have a lot of time before you're going to either drown or not drown, even though you already drowned for a million years. It's true. Yeah. But this is the real drowning now. Once you're dead, you really drown. Yeah. 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 You get to drown a second time on this side. If you, <laughs> if you drown in in like your life and that's how you die and you are sitting there in the afterlife and you're just like chit chatting with God and the devil and they're trying to figure out, hey, like we're not going to tell you where you go yet because plot twist, you got to go fucking drown one more time. Uh, yeah. 
what what a fucking shitty way to die. What a fucking garbage. And also like everyone, one of my nightmares. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, obviously, uh, yeah, I just mentioned a very black and white version of the afterlife that I personally believe in. Obviously, we, we have no idea what the afterlife looks like. So uh, whatever you believe, you know, just, you know, imagine you're, you're drowning again. It. Yeah, you're free to believe it's it. Just you. you're drowning again. It's fine. Everyone, everyone drowns. I just like drowning's my name. Any scenario of death where you like know that you're dying while it's happening is oh, my yeah. nightmare. Drowning, burning, burning in a burning, fire. I was gonna say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So interesting that they're like the opposite but the same. I I actually have been reading a lot, and this is I don't I don't want to talk too much. We've already done a, a lot of rabbit holes in this episode. <laughs> are tangenting like crazy. I was reading uh, this article about uh, giant squid the other day, and I was like, what a fucking. <laughs> oh. Can you imagine a giant squid coming up to you? <laughs> just you're no. like you're just in the ocean. You're going for a swim, a, a, you know, like a mile off the beach, and you're just like boating with some friends. And all of a sudden, uh, a gigantic squid comes up to you and goes, "Remember those sushis that you ate? Yeah, those are my brothers." And then it just takes you down into the depth. This is why I can't get Carmen to agree to go on a cruise, guys. Because he's too busy reading and scaring himself from the giant squids. Listen, there are squids out there larger than cruise ships, okay? I don't know what to tell you. Actually, that's not true. Probably, cruise that's ships probably are, true. Are, I'm going to be legit. I mean, maybe. Maybe we haven't. The, the ocean is massive, literally. It is. There's so much of the ocean that we don't know shit about. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Did Anyways. you watch The Meg with Jason Statham? Stop. No. Okay. All I, right. It's a scary movie. I don't watch those. Well, it was good because there's a shark. I don't like sharks. Okay. I like the ocean, so I can't watch shark movies because then I won't go in the ocean anymore. Oh, that's what ruined me, I think. I've never seen Jaws. Okay. Anyways, so the water comes. George and Izzy run into each other in the hallway, and he's like, what the fuck did you say to my wife? And she's like, Go off, George. Fucking do it. I can't lie about how I feel. And he's like, actually, people lie all the fucking time, so why don't you just start (laughs) lying? That would be great. We would all really appreciate it. Um, And, but this is like a little, like, what, why are you, he, he gives in, and I don't like it. He's like, well, if I am making a, sta- a mistake, I'm going to need you. So stop being a jerk. You didn't don't give her that. Don't give her the satisfaction of that thought. Right. Right. But that wasn't the whole thought. The first one is if you're wrong, you're going to look like a jerk and like I'm not going to be in your life anymore. But if you're right, yeah. like I am going to need you and you're making it harder and you're 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 taking that away. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That was a really good scene by George because it's, it's basically what you and I have been saying this whole time. Like. What's the yeah. worst that can happen by just not fucking saying every piece of shit that comes to your mind when it comes to yeah. Kelly? Just don't say it. It's not hard. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard, but it's not that hard. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard. I never tell Jessica that I hate you. Right. That's, and um, that's a lie. I tell her all the time. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. It's the best kind. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. It's the endearing hatred. Mm. the hatred like when you hate your best friend you know what i mean yeah maybe this is the maybe izzy and callie are future best friends official prediction official carmen prediction is izzy and callie become best friends by next episode (laughs) that is a good one um okay so derek is working on ellis and he's like Paige burke and they're like she's with Meredith. he's with meredith they get meredith's temperature up um, and they're like, okay, well, she's warm now. So 
then it flashes to her in the afterworld. She's like, I do want to go back. I don't want to stay here. Um, Ellis is dying also. Meredith isn't waking up. Weber is about to give up. She, But then she has the V-fib, so they shock her. Bailey yells at Meredith and is like, don't give up. She's like so desperate for something to happen. Christina comes in and they're like, what is happening? Back, this is lots of flashing, so I'm just going through it really fast. Meredith in Dead World is panicking. She wants to go back. She's like, I can't stay here. It's not enough. Moments aren't enough. Sees Ellis in the hallway, so she goes out to her. Christina's holding on to Meredith's feet and like crying, and she's like, try again. And they're like, well, and she's like, try again. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll try again. <laughs> you, you, you bring up a great medical point there, Christina. Wonderful. Love, Let's I, do this. I, that's a good argument. I didn't look at it that way. Uh, <laughs> Meredith walking towards Ellis. Derek is trying to save Ellis. Ellis tells Meredith she shouldn't be there. Meredith is like, you shouldn't either. Ellis hugs her. Meredith t- uh, tells Meredith she's anything but ordinary. And she's like, now run. Derek is still trying to save Ellis. Meredith Wait, starts running pause. and her okay. pause, pause when, when she hugs her and says that she's not ordinary, that's yeah. where I, I started. It's like the, the pickle jar situation. I'm getting loosened oh, with a pickle tears. jar. I was starting to get emotional and, uh, everything else, the rest of the scene, just the rest of this episode just builds up to obviously the last scene. But I just want you yeah. to know that this was, this is my pickle jar moment. And I just wanted to point that out. Thank you. I like that. I like that analogy. Thank you so much. Um, so Derek is trying to save Ellis and Meredith runs and her heart starts beating in the real world. Everyone breathes a small sigh of relief. They take her intubation out. Addison's like, Oh, is she breathing on her own? Like, how's her brain activity? They're like, we don't know. She hasn't really woken up yet. And Addison's like, cool. Did you page Derek? She's like, uh, no, I just, just wanted to make sure she was actually alive before I called him, which is fair, honestly. Um, so Christina is alone with Meredith. Meredith is like, um, <laughs> and that's truly what she did. <laughs> Seriously. And she's like, say one word. And she's like, ouch. Yeah. So um, Christina is like, try again, try again. And then she just goes, your brain works. All you need to do is form one word, please. And Meredith wakes up and she goes, ouch. Like E.T. Um, Christina Never seen that movie. Sup- what? I've right, never this is seen another ET. conversation. Christina is happy. Check out our Patreon to talk about Kelky, Kelsey yelling at me for not seeing ET. And immediately tells her about Burke. And she just says, You are the one person I wanted to tell. Thank you for not dying. So sweet. I it's love so it so sweet. much. I also yeah. love that she's like, I know this is like the last thing you need to worry about right now, but I needed to tell you in case you slipped and fell in the hallway. <laughs> Um, the other interns get Paige. They come, they see she's awake. Uh, they move her to a room. Derek is waiting for her to wake up, wakes up. He goes to tell her about Ellis and she already knows. And she goes, it's okay. I think. Yeah. I like, think listen, okay. I, her and I, we, we talked on the way out. And, <laughs> yeah. Don't uh, it's worry. All good. We, we passed each other. <laughs> Gave her a quick hug. Um, patted me on the yeah. shoulder. It's all good. Um, Addison is looking through the window. Mark comes up. She's like, oh, he never felt that way about, about me. And Mark's like, I did. And she goes, all right, fine. If you really want me, prove it. 60 days, no sex. And if you go 60 days without having any sex, then I will date you. And he's like, so only us have sex? He's like, no, 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 no one has sex. You don't have sex with me or anyone else. And he's like, ooh, ooh. Uh, but he agrees. And then he says, well, if I'm not having sex, then you can't have sex. And she's like, who the fuck would I have sex with? 
Then it pans to Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Foreshadowing. Um, Alex is checking on Jane Doe and he's like, these are all the things we learned about you. You're not diabetic. You don't have heart problems. You're not a smoker. Uh, Your baby's a girl. It's a nice, nice moment. And she's like, oh, is your friend okay? And he's like, yeah, she pulled through. So it's just a a good, we're all feeling pretty good. Uh, Miranda thanks Sydney for taking care of the clinic. And then Sydney is like, you're going to give me a run for my money for chief president. And Bailey's like, damn right I am. Um, Izzy, okay. Izzy tries to ask George to forgive her, but doesn't apologize. It's a trend in this show. No one, no one likes to apologize. She's like, you just have to forgive me. Um, I'm not wrong, but you need to forgive me. I know it's been less than, you know, six hours since I used my monologue that I got to shit on you. But like, you just have to forgive me. That was like, so six hours ago. So you can forgive me now. Clearly I was right. And I know everything. So I said Meredith was going to survive. So obviously your marriage is also a mistake. Um, Richard, oh, Richard saying goodbye to Ellis. This is sad. This is like, cause this is, it's like done, done, right? There's no more back and forth. There's no more. He's here. She's kind of here. They're, you know, wondering about the what ifs of the relationship, but she's got Alzheimer's. So they can't really be together anymore. Anyways, like it's done. There's no more being together. She died the end so this is like truly um the the finalist goodbye for them and uh it's it's good that he gets the closure but it's sad I it is a sad, sad scene the, this the never, whole end of this episode it's yeah, sad they never got their their moment to see like the what if um, uh i actually disagree i think so? i i think the I mean, the, they talked about it. What I mean to say is they didn't get to live their, their what if. No, but they, but they never were going to regardless uh, because she wasn't yeah. going to just get cured of Alzheimer's. Uh, yeah. But I think to me, the real end of their story was the last moments they had before, while she was still lucid. Mm, I see. That's, that's how I view the end of their story. I see. I see. Um. So it's unsettling. I can't imagine sitting so calmly next to a dead body and saying all of these things. I'm not a doctor. So Um, then we see Derek cuddling Meredith and then we get Izzy leaving the hospital. This shot is so beautiful. Like cinematography, like stunning. Like she's walking one way. He's the other. He's got the glowy afterlife glow. She's in the real world. They, they like freeze. They're facing opposite ways and the camera just fully pans like a full, 360 around them and they both kind of have the same like inhale like moment of feeling each other and then she just like walks away and he just stands there and I got goosebumps while watching it and I also got goosebumps again just describing it to you um as much as I do not like Izzy that is like such an impactful moment and like really really well done like with no words like such a good moment um it's sad and beautiful and incredible and it just makes you think about people leaving and not really being gone and then the episode is over and carmen had feelings i did i uh i was not expecting to feel that way i think it was just a lot of things happening leading up to it uh the last like eight minutes of the episode yeah 
because you get and also maybe in your life. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing in my life. I don't know. There's, I've never been through any traumas, so I imagine that I'm only um, healed. I'm, <laughs> I am healed from traumas I never even had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think, I think that having the the first thing that started down that that emotional path was obviously Ellis and Meredith getting their their moment, and whether or not the. And anytime you anytime you get to see metaphors like this in a TV show, it it allows you to look into the psyche of the show writers and the showrunners, right? Do they believe that this truly was Meredith being dead? Or do you believe that this is what the serotonin release in your brain, right? That you're just making up a story within your brain. Um, you know, who knows what these writers actually believe happens when you're in this dead state, this comatose, non-functioning body state. Um, but either way, Meredith gets the healing. She gets this close, not, not necessarily healing, but she gets closure. Yeah. And then taking it all the way through to the next step of, and you, and you bring up obviously that good point of, you know, people who pass on, who aren't really truly gone. Uh, that's a good, um, metaphor for that there and a a good commentary on the afterlife and if people choose to stick around to to be with the people that they cared for in this real world this living world uh but yeah when when denny and izzy cross paths and they touched each other and just the look on both their faces and you could see how happy denny was uh yeah i just i got emotional and it was one singular tear and uh it was just very um it's it for speaks all the, to the quality of of the the artistry done it's writing true. acting filming like all of it it almost makes me feel bad for all the shit talking that i give izzy for how much she loved denny in a short amount of time because <laughs> you I mean, see listen, how much she loved her as yeah. well I don't think that they didn't love each other. I just think we weren't shown enough to believe it the way it was presented that we should be believing it. Which I agree. But uh, yeah, just it was really well done. And it makes you just think, yeah, well, fuck, I don't want to lose people that I love. I don't want to lose people that I'm close to that I care about. Um, So, yeah, just a great, great episode ending. Wonderful, wonderful wrap on that. Rate it. Don't yell. Oh, my God. It's not a five. Oh, my God. It's so a five. You're so wrong. Listen, it is a 4.89. It's a five, Carmen. What's wrong with you? It made you cry just because no one exploded. That's the only the reason. They brought back the person who did explode. And How he is didn't that not good enough? Bonnie bled three times and this guy didn't explode once. Uh, and I'm not going to Meredith die. Meredith survived her four hour drowning episode <laughs> and you're not going to give this a five. Uh, no, I'm she not. saw Ellis in the afterlife. Okay. All right. It's a five. I'll, I'll, I'll allow myself I to get bullied into a being five. a five. I'm not bullying you. You because are the, it's a five. <laughs> it's okay. Listen. All right. I will give it a five, but I want to put an asterisk that it's the only five that I will ever give out moving forward without a dramatic bomb explosion death. You know, it's you're not really being fair to the show 
Okay, all right, only get five fine. If explodes. They can't do that same storyline a hundred times. All, I'm not saying a hundred times. I'm saying once per season on average. <laughs> That's going to be a hundred pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. It, okay. So I, I will round, I will generously round up those 0.11 points up and give it a five. Um, yeah, I was not expecting to feel all of the emotions that I did in, in this episode. It was greatly written. There are still things that I'm frustrated about. I am still obviously frustrated with the way that Izzy decides to just fucking shit on George and Callie. Yeah. That's our job is to shit on George and Callie, not exactly. Izzy's job. Uh, so that was really, and and I also I will say I'm I'm very excited for the Mark and uh, Addison storyline. I'm curious how that's going to go. Um, I don't think that they'll actually end up together or it'll happen, but I'm curious, very curious. Um, and I'm I'm glad that Ellis's storyline is over. I I'm glad that her her suffering, even if it is fake in a TV show, is over. So she's at yeah. peace and that's, that's good. So yeah, overall I'll give it a five. And then I think we could rate the arc after I hear what your ranking is. Oh, that's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah. I'm um, also a five for me. I don't have much to add just like the, again, writing, acting, cinematography, all of it is so, so good. Definitely a really good wrap up to the arc that we've been seeing. Um, definitely better than the other two episodes. I mean, the other two episodes were good, but this one's just a lot like it's just above and beyond. It's something so different. Um, and to get to see it, it's it's really great. Um, and just so just so well done. Um, and yeah, they didn't like get too crazy specific with the afterworld aspect of it, but I think it still would connect with people of really, I think, any belief system about what happens afterwards. Um, so I think that's that's good as well. And uh yeah, I just think it's it's wonderful, even though some people in it are the worst character wise overall it's just such a well done episode you can i can get over it yeah yeah what what do you rank the arc the whole arc episode of the three episodes the three episodes together i would say like 4.7 just because the middle ground one was like uh, there was just too much prepping for this one and also we were just like how long has she been drowning yeah <laughs> um it was again not bad, just it was fine. Um, but the first one was great and this one was great. So for me it's like a four point five. Wait, four point five or four point seven? Four point six. Okay, four point six. Because <laughs> actually four, in the middle of those two. Four point six was my exact rating. Well, um, there you go. I got so, there. <laughs> yeah. Uh we both peer pressured ourselves. Uh you peer pressured me up point one one. I peer pressured you down point one. So we're even. It's a wash. It's fine. Yeah. Uh yeah, the arc for me, I, the honestly, the only thing in that middle episode that was stupid is Meredith drowning for 40 minutes. Everything else, actually, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the buildup of the, the Christina and Burke tension. I enjoyed Izzy setting herself up to have egg on her face. I enjoyed... Um, Maybe not the the creepy girl and all that, but there was a lot of things I enjoyed about last episode, and that was the really big bummer for me. But the 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 end, the closing chapter of this, and I think they couldn't have closed these three episodes with a more perfect scene with Izzy and Izzy and Denny. Yeah, like that. This this is going to be a core memory 
event of this TV show for me moving forward. The, that scene between the two of them. Yeah. And I think also what, what's great about that scene is I don't think you think you don't really see it coming because like Izzy hasn't like, obviously Denny was like a huge part of this episode in Meredith's journey. Um, but Izzy's just kind of been having a normal time in the background. So I think you don't really see something like that coming. So then it extra comes out of left field and hits you right in those fields. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was it. This has been our extra special surprise Friday episode. Surprise. Um, we hope you've all enjoyed it. This is what happens when we record in the day. So, so sorry about that. It's a little extra tangent-y. Um, But this is also like just a big episode. It's going to have a lot of conversations about it. Um, remember to follow us on the Meets, Carmen's fave place. Totes my goats, Um you can email us at gracecademypod at gmail.com. You can find our Patreon link in the um, episode description and in our Instagram bio link tree. Um, please, please continue to share and tell your friends all about us. We, we are really enjoying doing this episode and we're really hoping to be able to bump up the amount of content we're distributing. So um, we could really use your continued support and we so appreciate the support you've been giving up to this point. Um, but if you are skipping down the streets and you see Carmen, remember. No spoilies. Don't spoil it. But do have a conversation about the things that happened all the way up until this point in the show. And quiz me and see if I remember. And just start naming patients and we'll see if I remember them. And just, you know, sing Livin' in Shondaland to me. It'll be great and we'll have a wonderful time. And uh, besides that, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate you all. We will see you all next week on Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll see you on the next safe one. Safe travels. If you're safe traveling. travels. Yeah. And just, you know, be safe on Black Friday. You know, all that stuff, too. So, all right. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>